Buenos dias from BA. This is a Rorschach Venezuela update from the 16th of February 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. On Thursday the 9th, the United States assumed, quote, temporary custody, unquote, of the Venezuelan diplomatic headquarters in the US after the elimination of the interim government of Juan Guaidó. A US Department of State spokesperson said that, quote, this action is consistent with the department's authority under the Foreign Missions Act and with US obligations under the Vienna Convention on Diplomatic Relations to respect and protect the facilities and property of a diplomatic mission that has been suspended, unquote. Against this background, on Friday the 10th, Carlos Vecchio, the former Venezuelan ambassador to the United States and a representative of the interim government of Juan Guaidó, accused the new leadership of the National Assembly, elected in 2015, of being responsible for ending his position and leaving diplomatic offices under the command of the US government. Vecchio said that the Assembly of 2015, a body considered by the US as the body in charge of Venezuela, accused him of resigning from his position. On social media, Vecchio denied the accusations and said he had not resigned. From the US to Curaçao. On Thursday the 9th, Ivan Hiri, Venezuelan foreign minister, announced that Venezuela and Curaçao, an island of the Netherlands in the Caribbean Sea, agreed to reopen the air and sea borders on the 3rd of April. The Maduro government has restricted the border between the two countries since February 2019, after the opposition leader and former interim president, Juan Guaidó, tried to enter humanitarian aid collected in Brazil, Colombia, Curaçao Islands, Bonaire and Aruba to Venezuelan's territory. Now, let's land our news plane in Colombia. On Sunday the 12th, Gustavo Petro, president of Colombia, announced through his Twitter account that the public airline Satena will start operating flights to Venezuela as of the 3rd of March. The price of the Bogotá-Caracas tickets will start at $256. On the other hand, the Caracas-Bogotá route will have an initial price of $249. Speaking of Colombia, on Monday the 13th, the Colombian health authorities temporarily prohibited the shipment of bananas from Venezuela due to the presence of the Fusarium fungus. The Colombian government reported that it will facilitate actions to control the fungus that affects bananas, cambures and topochos in Venezuela. On the other side, TVSAI Leon Castro, Vice Minister of Productive Agriculture of Venezuela and President of the National Institute of Comprehensive Agricultural Health, said that the health situation is not alarming, but they will monitor it. In more international news, on Friday the 10th, Brazilian authorities rescued 24 Venezuelan refugees in slavery-like conditions. In a statement, the Brazilian Ministry of Labor reported that a group of migrants was exploited in activities for the construction of shelters and warehouses in Rio do Sul municipality in the Santa Catarina state. Joel Darcy, coordinator of the rescue operation, said the Venezuelans worked in degrading conditions and, quote, 
in the most absolute informality, unquote. He recounted that in one of those rooms, they found, quote, two four-day-old babies, twin sons of one of the workers, unquote. To date, the Venezuelan government has not ruled on this situation. Moving on, on Thursday the 9th, Petróleos de Venezuela, better known as PDVSA, authorized the reactivation of oil exports to the Italian oil company Eni. PDVSA assigned a shipment of oil to a unit of the Italian oil company Eni, the first that the Italian firm is allowed after the renewal of the supply contract by the new administration of the Venezuelan state-owned company, which consisted of reviewing and modifying the payment terms of some customers, except for Repsol. In other news, on Friday the 10th, the National Electoral Council of Venezuela, better known as CNE, agreed to evaluate its participation in the opposition primaries, following a request made in December by the National Primary Commission. The electoral body reported that it would designate a commission made up of Pedro Calzadilla, the president of the CNE, and the rectors Roberto Picón, Carlos Quintero, and Leonel Parica to evaluate this request. On previous occasions, the CNE has refused to participate in opposition elections and to label them as fraudulent. However, they have not stopped its organization. Without waiting for a response from the CNE, the National Primary Commission decided to move forward with the elections. On Wednesday the 15th, the National Commission for Primaries announced the schedule and date of the opposition party elections to choose a single candidate to face Chavismo in the presidential elections scheduled for 2024. Jesus Maria Casal, the president of the commission, made the announcement in a press conference. Speaking of the CNE, on Sunday the 12th, in commemoration of Youth Day, university students protested in front of the headquarters of the CNE in Caracas to demand their right to vote. Jesús Mendoza Morales, president of the Federation of University Centers of the Central University of Venezuela, solicited Simón Calzadilla, the rector of the Electoral Power, to guarantee the registration in the electoral registry of more than 3 million students who are of voting age. Mendoza said that the students have been requesting the CNE for months to open the inscription stations so that the students can formalize their registration, but they have not received any response from the electoral body. While some students protest, others prefer to make TikTok videos. On Monday the 13th, the Nacional Experimental Politécnica de la Fuerza Armada University, better known as UNEFA, invalidated the nursing degrees of several students due to a viral video on TikTok. Over 10 nursing students recorded a video claiming, among other things, that they cheated on exams and that they didn't even know how to give an injection. They also made statements such as not knowing how to do the nursing care process. The next day, Jonathan de Jesus, one of the students, spoke after the controversial viral video and accused the University of Negligence. At the end of the video, de Jesus asked the Venezuelan government for help. In other news, Maduro has had a lot to say and announce. 
On Monday the 13th, he ordered the Misión Venezuela Bella to take over the spaces of the University of Carabobo and the University of Oriente to begin recovery work like those carried out at the Central University of Venezuela. Statements were made during the celebration of the fourth anniversary of the Misión Venezuela Bella. During the national broadcast, Maduro said that the mission has renovated 580 classrooms, 180 laboratories, 47 teaching buildings, and 95 hectares of green areas of the Central University of Venezuela. Also on Monday the 13th, he appointed Vice Admiral Celsa Bautista as Minister of the Penitentiary Service, replacing Mirelis Contreras, who has been in office since 2020. In a message posted on his Twitter account, Maduro said he hopes that Bautista, with her, quote, experience, will continue to build a prison system with broad respect for human rights, unquote. On Thursday the 9th, on his television show, Con el Mazo Dando, Diosdado Cabello, the former vice president of the PSUV and considered the second-in-command in Venezuela, threatened to introduce a bill to apply lifetime political disqualifications. Cabello said the measure would be applied to those who violate the Venezuelan constitution. During his program, when mentioned to opposition leaders who have been disqualified from holding public charges, he talked about the former governor of Miranda, Enrique Capriles Radonsky, who was disqualified by the Maduro government for alleged corruption. On Wednesday the 15th, Maduro threatened not to continue the dialogue with the Venezuelan opposition. During a special participation in the program Con el Masodando, Maduro said that the opposition failed to comply with the commitments reached at the dialogue table held in November 2022 in Mexico. The president accused the opposition of signing an agreement of $3,200 million and not having done anything with the money. On Saturday the 11th, Maduro said the 65th edition of the Caribbean series which ended on Friday the 10th in the city of Caracas, was the best in history for having the largest participation of teams and for the, quote, modern and monumental, unquote, stadiums in which it was held. On Twitter, Maduro said he was proud of the Venezuelan team Leones del Caracas's performance and congratulated the Dominican Republic for winning the series, beating Venezuela 3-2-9. And that's it for this week. Remember, we have a Mastodon account. Check out our instance, Rorschach Talk Social. If you don't know what Mastodon is or want to know more about it, check out the link in the show notes to our Substack. Hasta la próxima!